listening to the 60s scoop losing culture and identities i couldn't imagine what pain and hard time they were going through i would like to start with this phrase kigwai kagawaktumi it means something wanting it missing something wishing or longing for something i've been listening to a podcast called missing and murdered finding cleo by the journalist connie walker and the canadian podcasting corporation In that podcast, there is a Greek girl named Cleopatra Samaginis Nicotine from Saskatchewan who lived in a small town called Alorapine in Canada with her siblings who know that she was murdered, robbed, and left by the side of the road. Today's podcast about the effects of 60s scoop and losing their children abused by losing culture and identities. As I read from the article, the colonial process in Canada is rooted in a long history of discrimination and violence against indigenous people. The policy and law have attempted to erase indigenous people from the geography, political, social, and cultural. But the most insidious method of colonization has forced the, e- the erasure and assimilation of indigenous children. The Truth and Reconciliations Commission was established in 2008. The last decade brought the light to light the ear um, of residential schools that spanned, spanned over a hundred years, but the last federally close was in 1996 that also related to the 60s scoop let's start to know what a 60s scoop the 60s scoop is a series of political in canada by provincial child welfare authorities from the mid of 1950s that leave thousands of indigenous children taken away from their homes and families to place them into foster homes that take out a to a white families from which eventually adopt to white families from across Canada to the United States. Those children were victims of losing their names, their language, their culture, and also connection to their heritage. Children were abused and ashamed of themselves. The effects of 60s school remained and Aboriginal societies to this day brought um, through losing their identities and the chance to be knowing or brought up to their culture. But do you think this sounds so unbelievable and unfairly treated for Indigenous people? Let's connect it to the podcast that I've been listening to about Cleo. Do you think uh, what you heard seems familiar to Cleo's? story um, and her siblings of how they were taken from their family. Cleo and her siblings were a part of the wave exposed to the 60s scoop. They were six children taken from their biological mother and put in a foster home. They were adopted to a different families which separated them. Each one of them wanted went to a different city and place. They abused those in their culture because the main idea of the 60s scoop is indigenous people losing culture where there is in 
where there is no more native language, no more teka of culture, that culture no longer exists and no longer belongs to them. They force them to no speak to not speak their language and practice it, practicing culture, a part of in finding Cleo that definitely connecting to what I'm speaking on is um, when Cleo siblings were looking for the, for the name that Cleo was under after she had been adopted and the struggles that they had gone through just for uh, to find her brave or to know if she was still alive. They struggled with the government not allowing them or giving any information about her death, uh, which leads to losing identity and belonging. At a time, Cleo has been adopted into the state of New Jersey when they, look, when they talk her for, uh, from her biological mother was very traumatic and difficult for her to overcome. She did not want to live with the family that she was adopted to. Um, that bring her trauma by sexual abuse when she was a child and bad memories that she had. She took her own life by suicide herself and by self-infected gunshot. This leads to how 60 scoop has been affecting thousands of children that leads them to by psychological distress and suicide. And this is just one child, child of thousands of children. They were tom- tormented by making, by taking them from their families and put them into foster homes and not letting them to go back to their families. As a Connie Walker say mentioned, uh, we know that these tribes tragic experience are a direct result of a system designed to deal with the Indian problem in Canada which is the first um, the residential schools then the 60 school system um, of operation that many people say continues to fall some of the most vulnerable people in Canada society are indigenous children whom are more than twice as likely as other Canadian children to live in a poverty, children who are four times more likely to, to become in, involved in the child welfare system, and children who are seven times more likely to take their own lives. I think in my opinion, indigenous people should be able to come out and stand and talk about their history and talk about their culture to deliver their voices into society. To stop referring indigenous children in this life that they were brought into, something could be continued to pass down to the new generation, that feeling of loss and identity. Thank you guys for listening, and I'm glad to be exploring this society issue and knowing about um canadian black history you can always email me at miriam on justice at gmail.com or an instagram message at miriam on just um, dot injustice and again thank you for listening to my podcast if you would like to talk about it more or listen to more stories about that issue see you next week
listening to the 60s school blues and cultural identities, I couldn't imagine what pain and hard times that they were going through. I would like to start with this phrase, Kigwai kagawak tumik. It means something wanting it, missing something, wishing or longing for something. I've been listening to a podcast called Missing and Murdered Funding Clear by the journalist Connie Walker and the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. In the podcast, there is a Greek girl named Cleopatra Samaginis Nicotina from Saskatchewan who lived in a small town called Little Pine in Canada with her siblings who knew that she was murdered, robbed, and left by the side of the road. Today, podcast about the effects of 60 Scoop um, on losing their children abused by losing their culture and identities. As I read from the article, um, the colonial process in Canada is rooted in a long history of discrimination and violence against indigenous people. The policy and law have attempted to erase indigenous people from the geography, political, social, and cultural, but the most insidious method is colonization has forced the erasure and assimilation of indigenous children. The Truth and Reconciliation Commission was established um, in 2008. The last decade brought to light the year of residential schools that spanned over a hundred years, but the last facility close was in 1996 that also related to the 60 scope let's start to know what is a 60 scope the 60 scope is a series of policies in canada by a provincial child welfare authorities from the mid of the 1950s that leads thousands of indigenous children taken away from their homes and and families to place them into foster homes take the um that take out to white families from which eventually adopted to white families from across canada and united states those children were were the victims of losing their names their language their culture and also connection to their heritage children were abused and ashamed of themselves the effects of 60 school remain in Aboriginal societies to this day through losing their identities and the chance to be knowing or brought up to their culture. But do you think this is sounds so unbelievable and unfairly treated for Indigenous people? Let's connect it to the podcast that I've been listening to about Cleo. Do you think what you heard seems familiar to Cleo and her sibling stories of how they were taken from their family? Cleo and her siblings were a part of the waves exposed to 60 school. They were six children taken from their biological mother and put in a foster home. They were adopted to different families which separated them each one of them went to a different city and placed them abused losing their culture because the main idea of 60 scoop in indigenous people 
losing culture where there is no more native language, no more talk of culture, that culture no longer exists and no longer belongs to them. They force them to not speak their language and practice their culture, a part of finding clear that it definitely connected to what I'm speaking on is um, is when Cleo's siblings were looking for the name that Cleo was under after she had been adopted and the struggle that they had gone through just to find her grave or to know if she was still alive. They struggled with the government not allowing them or giving any information about her death, which leads to uh, losing identity and belonging. At a time, Cleo has been adopted into the state of New Jersey when they took her uh, from her biological mother was very traumatic and uh, difficult for her uh, to overcome. She did not want to live with the family that she was adopted to that bring her trauma by sexual abuse when she was a child and bad memories that she had. She took her own life by suicide herself and by self-infected gunshot. This leads to how 60 Scoop has been affecting thousands of children that leads uh, them to by psychological distress and suicide. And this is just one child of the south of thousands of children. They were tormented by taking them from their families and put them into foster homes and not letting them to go back um, to their families. As Connie Walker mentioned, we know that these tragic experiences are a direct result of a system designed to deal with the Indian problem in Canada, which is first the residential school school and then the 60 school system of operation that many people say continues to fall some of the most vulnerable people in canada society are indigenous children who are more than twice as likely as other canadian children to live in poverty children who are four times more likely to become involved in the child welfare system and children who are seven times more likely to take their own lives. Um, I think in my opinion, indigenous people should be able to come out and stand and talk about their history and talk about their culture to deliver their voices into society, to stop referring indigenous children in this life that they were brought into something could be continues to pass down to the newer generation that feeling of loads and identity thank you for listening and i'm glad to be exploring this society issue and knowing about the canadian black history um you you can always email me at maryam uh, on justice at gmail.com or in Instagram, message me at Miriam, um, dot on justice. And again, thank you for listening to my podcast. If you would like to talk about more or listen to more stories about that issue, so, um, then see you next week.